0: TFA fam, we are on to week sixteen. We are the w- this, which means all we need is one more win to get to those coveted fantasy championships. So let's keep it locked in here. We're today we're going to be discussing some of our favorite wide receivers for our top thirty-six wide receiver rankings this week. So let's just get it kicked off. Starting off with Tyree Kill, Ceedee Lamb, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Amon Rossay Brown, Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, and I think the first time he's been ranked this high. Rishi Rice, welcome to the top 12. Cody, hit us with your wide receiver ones.
1: Yeah, mean, obviously there's a bunch of injury situations we to have to pay attention to. We'll get into that later. But to kick things off with the wide receiver ones, did just want to mention and start off with Cooper Cup. He has posted back-to-back top five wide receiver weeks. You might look at this matchup against the Saints as a bad one considering New Orleans has allowed the second fewest half PPR points per game to wide receivers. But have no fear, Alante Taylor Is here. Taylor is allowing the most yards from the slot this season, which is where Cup is lining up for 61% of his snaps. Rams also have a 25 point implied team total, which is the sixth highest on the week. I think you feel pretty good about going right back to Cup in your semifinals. Stefan Diggs has been dreadful for fantasy purposes in four of his last five weeks, finishing as wide receiver 46 or worse in those four games. In fact, he actually has five wide receiver one weeks on the season and half PPR scoring, only two more that are inside the top 24. But much like Devontae Adams last week, the Chargers are on deck to right the ship. The Chargers allowing the third most half PPR points per game to Whiteouts. just allowed Aiden O'Connell to go for 248 and four touchdowns on Thursday night. The only fear here is obviously that the Bills jump out to a big lead and they kind of just park the bus and they just – uh, pound the rock a bunch like they did it with the Cowboys this past game. But regardless, I do really like this for a big digs bounce back game. And then you mentioned it, Kev, the first time we've had Rishi Rice ranked as a wide receiver one, but he has been fantastic over his last four games, racking up over 300 yards and three scores on 38 targets putting himself as the wide receiver seven on a points per game basis over that period. We begged the chiefs to give rice a full-time role for what felt like half the season. They finally came through and now fantasy managers are reaping the benefits of doing that at the perfect time. So that's where I'm standing on the wide receiver ones for week 16.
0: All right, let's go ahead and get things over to the wide receiver twos. They are Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddle, Puka Nakua, Brandon Ayuk, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, Chris Olave, Devontae Adams, Devonta Smith, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, and Cortland Sutton. Wrapping up our wide receiver twos. Cody, what do you got here?
1: Yeah, obviously we have to watch the situation with Michael Pittman. He was one of the injury situations I was alluding to earlier. It does seem like there is some optimism around him being able to return from that concussion. So that is definitely a situation we have to monitor and make sure that he actually gets through the concussion protocol. But it does seem positive at this point. Obviously way too early to tell. But if he does play, he's going to slot in here as a back, as a high-end wide receiver two for us. Calvin Ridley, it's been an absolute roller coaster this year for Ridley. He's been one of the most inconsistent fantasy receivers all year, but you have to love this spot going up against Tampa Bay with the Bucs allowing the fourth most half PPR points per game to wide receivers. Ridley has now seen 25 targets over his last two games. And if the Jags can actually push back and respond in this one compared to what they did last week against Baltimore, this game could set up to be one of the better ones for fantasy purposes this week. With Jamar Chase likely out this week, another injury situation, T. Higgins becomes a really interesting option going up against a lifeless Steelers team who are middle of the road in terms of fantasy numbers against, but they've let up some monster performances this year. Michael Pittman was likely headed for one of his own, had 78 yards in the first half alone before Casey's hit took him out. Uh, but they're already going to be without Mike Fitzpatrick, and they could be without Cam Hayward as well, which will make life a lot easier on Jake Browning. The Texan secondary has been up and down this year, but Joe Flacco continues to sling it. Amari Cooper continues to soak up targets, seeing 22 over the last two weeks, catching 11 of those for 186 yards and a score. He's a solid wide receiver to play based on volume purposes alone. And lastly, Garrett Wilson is in an absolute dream spot going up against the commanders, but it looks like we're going to get Trevor Simeon in, in this one, assuming that Zach Wilson doesn't clear a concussion protocol. I think Wilson is going to be fine either way, but it's just another reminder of just how bad quarterback play has been this year, how ravaged by injuries that we've, that we've been at the quarterback position and just how shitty it is, honestly, that, you know, this isn't just an absolute eruption spot for Wilson. His ceiling is going to be capped, but I think he's fine as a wide receiver two play.
0: Yeah, just a couple of notes that I'll say is, one, with Calvin Ridley, one thing we're going to definitely have to monitor is Trevor Lawrence, who is in concussion protocol because of the really tough hit he took uh, you know, at the end of that game against the Ravens. So obviously if he's able to clear, because if not, you're probably looking at C.J. Beathard at the starting quarterback there in that situation. Also, yeah. but I, I will say a positive, though, for Calvin Ridley is Zay Jones, who also left at the very end of that game, pulled up lame with another injury. Because if he's out, now I mean, you're, you're talking about they're down to the nitty-gritty Of wide receivers they're going to have left with obviously losing christian kirk and now zay jones with this so it really could set up i mean who else are you going to throw the ball to at this point it's really evan ingram him parker washington that could be another option so i don't i definitely think he is a spot you could look at but we're just going to to monitor the quarterback situation there uh that being said let's go ahead and move over to the wide receiver threes and it starts off with garrett wilson chris godwin drake london zay flowers Jaden reed terry mclaurin jordan addison nico collins jacoby myers tyler lockett noah brown and keenan Allen, Cody, wide receiver threes.
1: So this is another another spot where the injury situations are going to have to be monitored. Nico Collins kind of seems like there has been some varying reports out there as to whether or not he's going to be able to go. One thing it does seem for sure is that it's going to be Case Keenum either way. It is already being reported that C.J. Stroud is not going to be able to clear concussion protocol, which is kind of scary considering that he missed last week and is already being rolled out this early, more or less. So, and the other one is Keenan Allen. Obviously, he missed last week. Ah, uh, this team has absolutely nothing to play for. I feel like this is a situation where we could just see him shut down. Talking about a wide receiver who's over 30 years old, has been dealing with a bunch of injuries throughout his career. So I just really don't see any reason why they put him back in here. But obviously, if he does play, he'd be moving up into the wide receiver two range for uh, for me as well. Kev, you kind of have him right there. I went a little bit lower with the assumption that he's not going to play. But moving on to some of these other wide receiver three plays, Kev. On the uh, on the Sunday show, I don't know if you remember or not, but we had a start sick question with Chris Godwin that I shot down pretty quickly, and boy was I wrong. Godwin went off last week, racking up ten catches for 155 yards. He was wide receiver six on the week and half PPR scoring, and that's without him scoring a touchdown. Now the Bucks gonna match up against the Jags, who've been a pass funnel all year. Like I was mentioning with Ridley, obviously we have to watch with the quarterback situation. But if the Jags can live up to their end of the bargain here, this game could be really fun. I'm assuming things even out in terms of the target distribution between Godwin and Evans this week. But it's still a great spot for Godwin nonetheless. With Geno Smith likely taking back over the starting gig in week 16, Tyler Lockett becomes an interesting wide receiver three slash flex play for me, going up against the Titans, who are allowing the seventh most half PPR points per game to wide receivers, Lockett has been pretty meh all year, to to put it nicely, but the usage is certainly there. He has just three games of five or fewer targets. He's also seen 20 deep targets on the year, and that ties him for the 15th most among wide receivers. And lastly, if Michael Pittman isn't able to go, I'll be moving Josh Downs up my rankings. But either way, I think he's in a really nice spot here. The Falcons are allowing the fifth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers but much like the Cooper Cup situation, the Falcons slot corner D. Alford has allowed the fifth most yards in slot coverage. So Downs could be in a sneaky bounce back spot here after doing absolutely nothing for the past six weeks.
0: Yeah, the only player that I have to hit on here, I would say, is Jaden Reed. It's another situation we're going to have to monitor. He kind of left really late in that game this past Sunday. I think he's going to be fine. There really hasn't been anything talked about him. It really hasn't, that yeah. I've just been able to find anybody even really say anything. It was just a report that he left at the very end of that game. With a toe injury, I don't know if I mean they were kind of out of it at that point. I don't know if it was just a precaution, maybe it was, it was sore. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it's anything serious. So uh, as long as he's able to play, I still think he's a pretty strong wide receiver three. I know the Panthers' pass defense has actually been pretty good, but they move him all around, and I think the way they utilize him, I mean they also he also gets uh, carries and stuff like that. So. I mean, Jaden Reed has just been super productive this year and has been a baller. So uh, as long as he plays, he's still a strong wide receiver three. I think he can make a case for wide receiver two, you know, if Christian Watson is also misses as well. But just wanted to mention that as well because he is somebody that we'll have to monitor a little bit this week. But I feel better about him than probably all of the wide receivers uh, that are dealing with injuries this week. So. Anyways, Cody, do you have any other wide receivers past you know the top 36 that you want to hit on?
1: Yeah, speaking of that Green Bay situation, obviously if Jaden Reed were unable to go for whatever reason, Christian Watson still looks like he's up in the air. I wouldn't trust him, even if he does come back. There's no way I'm plugging him into my lineups in the semis. But regardless, if both those guys are out, Romeo Dobbs and Dontavian Wicks are in play yet again. I feel like I've been mentioning these two for the past several weeks wicks was the one who popped off last week but if those top two receivers can't go it's basically going to be them and malik heath out there getting the run so i think they are potentially playing deeper leagues we liked odell beckham last week but winning game script kind of put that to bed and put the nail in that coffin uh but in this matchup against sam fran the ravens are likely going to be forced into more passing situations making odell and even rashad bateman viable in deeper leagues Josh Palmer came through in garbage time uh, last week going for over 100 in the score. Could be faced with that exact same scenario. Once again, it's super gross. I really wouldn't want to put my fantasy playoff fate in the hands of that Chargers offense. But if you're desperate, we have seen the Bills just completely falter and shit the bed multiple times this year. So it could be worse, I guess. And lastly, Greg Dorch, maybe he could be coming to the rescue once again. Looks like we're not going to have Marquise Brown in this one. He left the game again as he's been doing with that heel injury over the past couple of weeks that someone other than Trey McBride has to catch the ball, right?
0: Yeah, I wish it was Michael Wilson, but uh, they yeah. just didn't. He did get an end zone target, but he just uh, – obviously they don't have the rapport yet. They really haven't played with each other all year. Uh, he got hurt uh, by the time that Kyler, Kyler Murray came back, and then he hasn't yeah. played since. Last week was his first week, but he could be – I mean, I mean he has to be super desperate. And I don't. There's no way you're – you're throwing him in there in your fantasy playoffs. But uh, I think just a couple other players you could hit on. Tyler Boyd uh this week. If Jamar Chase ends up missing, that he becomes, you know, that de facto number two wide receiver within this offense. Jake Browning looks really good. So I definitely think Tyler Boyd is something that you could take a yeah. look at. Uh he's kind of a borderline wide receiver three this week, depending on what happens with Jamar Chase. Some other guys, like in PPR formats, Wandell Robinson, especially when they're gonna be trailing in this game strip when we know Philadelphia can be thrown upon. Wandell Robinson, I think, is viable. I think Jamison Williams. Uh he makes kind of the most sense on how you beat the Vikings. The Vikings play a lot of single high safety, which is good news for anybody with a deep threat. So I think James Williams may, might be able to get loose, you know, on a deep on a deep ball here in this matchup against the Vikings. So you could look there, you know, as another option, but again, very thin option there as you know, as well. Uh and then lastly, guys like Curtis Samuel, Demario Douglas. I think both of those guys you could look at as well in PPR formats only. Uh, because just their usage inside the slot and their volume they, they've been getting. So I think both those are options as well. So that being said, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button for future content. Hope to see you guys here on Wednesday 9th as we do all of our star set stuff for this week. Uh, only one more week to that fans championship. Let's lock it up this week and get that chip. So we'll see you on the next one. Be sure to have a good weekend. Have a good Christmas. which is coming up as well. It's Christmas week. So enjoy that. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.